Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of a Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, Peter. Joined this week again just by Tom. How are you, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? I'm fantastic, Tom. Thank you for asking. No good this week as he's again working... Seven days a week, as it seems to be in this German bar. It's over 24-7, but it sounds it. <laughs> Hopefully he will be back next week as some of his staff come back. So a bit of housekeeping before we go on with Tom. The league is still open in the app. All you do is go to your Fantasy Football Scholar app, get the league section and scroll to the bottom. You will see our league there. We'll be playing catch-up, but if you want to take part, that's up to you. It's still open. Uh, this will be the last week to mention it. And also, AFPL league is still open. The code to get in is 6 lowercase g. 669i that's 6 lowercase g 669i and again this will be the last time I mention it because we're moving on now the league will be shut also this week is the second round leg one of the John Cuffrey Cup so that will be your game week three score as the first leg and your game week four score your second leg and after that we'll do a draw again so as listeners will know me and Tom have drew each other so that of a Friend arrival into the next round too. Let me see. I'll see if I can get any information out of Tom for the end of the podcast to work <laughs> on my tactics. So, Tom, we'll take it with you then. What have you learned from the last week's cup action? Okay, I'll just run through the, the fixtures and uh, discuss the points. We've got Dundee United, they drew 1 1 with Air. They ended up progressing uh, into the next round of the competition on penalties. Uh, it was a strong start in 11. Nicky Clark got the goal. Um, to be honest with you, for, uh, building on a discussion from last week, I was hoping to see a clean sheet against an opposition like Ayr. Um, I was looking at Dundee United for perhaps a cheap defensive option, but um, this result has kind of put me off. Uh, up next, uh, Hibbs versus Kelly. Hibbs won 2-0 with goals from Nisbet and McGuinness. McGuinness, he has scored in both SPL games for Hibbs so far and he does offer us up a cheap Hibs option. don't really know what's going to happen with uh, Nisbet, and recent news today is that Boyle may be on the move. Aberdeen have put in quite a large bid, so I'll be interested to see how things develop there. Uh, Doig was back in the squad. Uh, there was some speculation over his transfer, but um, he seems to be staying put for now, and he's reintroduced into the squad. Hibs kept a clean sheet. They had a strong start in 11, so that is uh, promising. Obviously, Kilmarnock were relegated last season, but they, they were fairly strong towards the end. I thought they were going to have sort of one final push and stay up in the, the Premier League, but never mind, they were relegated. Uh, 
Rangers Dunfermline, big score for Rangers, 5-0. This seen Tav and Barisic rested. Uh, fullbacks were Bassey and Patterson. McLaughlin was in goals as well. We seen uh, we seen Roof on the score sheet. He also took penalties, but bear in mind uh, Tav wasn't on the pitch at this point. Uh, Lundstrom also scored. Hadji and Scott Wright. So it gives something uh, it gives Stephen Gerrard something to, to think about. We had two assists from Bassey, one from Aribo, and one from Hadji as well. So it'll be interesting to see how those guys impact the starting eleven. I think probably for now they'll probably have to um, stick with the, the cup games and maybe easier opposition. I'm not too worried about Tav and Barisic's minutes at present. Uh, Livingston drew with St Mirren 1-1. It was Alan Forrest that scored for Livingston and Conor McCarthy for St Mirren. I think we discussed last time it looked like Brophy was maybe the man for St Mirren, but uh, nothing from him. Livingston, we weren't really that fussed about, but Forrest was, we had a lot of teams had them in their, their squads last season um, for a period of time. He was kind of a nice cheap option, so he seems to be getting minutes again. Uh, he kind of had to uh, make do with the bench towards the end of last season, but perhaps his game's developing and he's going to continue. So I'll be keeping an eye on him. Uh, Set like Hearts. This seen Edward start up front with Furuhashi out in the wing. It was Edward, Welsh, and Furuhashi all scored, um, or Kyogo as he prefers. He now has five goals in five games in all competitions. Boyce scored for Hearts. It was a penalty that confirms he's on pens. And McInef, who we've seen in a lot of drafts pre-season, uh, he managed to get a, a consolation goal towards the end. I do like Boyce. I really think he's a good option. Um, I'm still concerned about Celtic's defence. They are still prone to making some silly mistakes and they're yet to uh, invest in that position as well. Though it looks like there could be some developments there. There might be some guys in um, before the end of the week. So keep an eye on transfer news. Aberdeen were probably the only team out of the Premier League to probably play a second-line team. Uh, there was no sign of Ramsey, McLaughlin, Ferguson, Ramirez, Scott Brown, or Hedges in the starting 11. Uh, we've seen Jet score. Wraith Rovers managed to score two, however, and they will progress through. I'm not particularly worried about Aberdeen, given the fact that a lot of players were rested. Um, I'm still happy to stick with uh, Ramsey, and Ramirez is currently on the watch list. Uh, after that, we've got Dundee played Motherwell. Lee Ashcroft scored. Didn't really get anything from Cummings, and I noticed that Killian Sheridan wasn't in the squad at all. I think this kind of just sort of reinforces our views of last week that we're probably not going to touch Motherwell. And I've kind of gone off Charlie Adam as well. I think he'll probably be, his days are numbered in my team, I think. And another surprise result was Arbroath 2, St Johnston 2. They're maybe just a bit fatigued after the a great performance against Galatasaray in Europe. It was a strong start in 11 for the Saints. Uh, we've seen Glenn Middleton score and Jamie McCart. Uh, Jason Kerr is on penalties, but he, he managed to miss in this game. So that is a concern. I don't know if he'll keep those duties or not. And that concludes the, the cup games. Anything to add there, Peter? Nope, all good. Uh, 
my point would have been Motherwell. I said we were kind of swear on it after they looked okay the first game, but um, not interested. I've got I've got strikers at Van Veen up front. He's also got a knock as well now, so there's another fight yep. they put out. So uh, issue after issue. Uh, I'm trying to go. I took from that kind of get into the Rangers rotation. Have you have you got Barisic and Tavernier as well? Uh, no, I've got Tav and Bologan. Right, so you get Tav. So you get kind of similar to me, but Bologan could be rotated. Yeah, he's, and I, if he won, and Barisic could be rotated because I I sat and watched the European game with my friends at the caravan, the Malmo game at Ibrox, and uh, just because I'm watching it, not as I was a Celtic fan, obviously, but I'm watching it as watching it with them, but I'm watching it from a fantasy aspect, looking to see who looks good, and I thought Barisic was really really bad that game. And the two guys were sitting watching for shooting for Barisic to come out of this team and he got dropped. And their side hasn't kicked the ball for a while. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't watch our fingers, but to me, I'm starting to get a bit cold feet with Barisic as well. If mm-hmm. Bassi's going to get two assists, Barisic will play as bad as he did in Europe, then he might not see game time. But then it could be a game of rest, come back for the league game and take it for there because they've got a big game next week again against Alishkart on Thursday, mm-hmm. this Thursday, and then Europe again. So Sorry, then league game again in Europe again. Then it was obviously the old third game. So interesting to watch going forward because I, I, I think I might be coming off Barisic and going for a Rangers player elsewhere in the team and just going for Tavernier at the back, spreading the funds elsewhere. That's the thoughts now anyway. So we've said last week we're going to do some sort of kind of watch list players who we can I want to add to a watch list and take in, take out weekly. Now I know you mentioned one straight away was Ramirez. Now I'm not one of those every week. I'm not like bombard the listeners with seven or eight players who should be adding in, but if you can give you three players who you think is worth watching out for this week, or maybe you actually bring it in, you should mention Ramirez. Is he still on the list for this week, or just for doing live for future reference? Um, it's probably it's, I think it's a toss up between him and Boyce, and Boyce is the cheaper option. And we've seen a bit more from Boyce in terms of goals, goal involvement. Um, Ramirez is also a bit newer to the league and we know from last season's experiences well jumped on um, Havertz and stuff at the start and didn't really give them time to bed in um, so I'm Boyce is more familiar with the league, I'm, I'm more tempted to go with him but Ramirez is still on my, my radar um, I think from an Aberdeen perspective McLaughlin is a good o- option, Ramsey seems to be starting McLaughlin is dipping in and out of the squad Jimmy so, McKenzie do you Mackenzie? Yeah? Oh, sorry, Mackenzie. I've wrote McLaughlin. Sorry, Mackenzie. I was looking uh, for him. Like, Who's this? <laughs> Mackenzie's been in and out of the squad, and um, I'm keeping an eye on him to see if he nails down a place because he's a great cheap option. Aberdeen uh, defensively have been quite good, and those two guys seem to offer quite a lot in terms of assist potential. So the tick every box price, attack and returns, clean sheet potential. I like those two. Okay, I'll give you. Gunnar sent me a, a list, but I'm not going to read them all because he's going to give them all away. You know what he's like. He doesn't like sharing his team. I've picked two, picked two or three players from it, right? Two that we that we have agreed on ourselves, me and Gunnar actually. McGinnis from Hibs. Yeah. 3.5 at midfield. He's on corners, I noticed. He's mm-hmm. the most corners in the game, apart from Turnbull. The only thing with him in midfield is that you've got Hibs elsewhere. If you want to go double up Hibs and having McBoyle in midfield, if you've got McGinn at the back, now maybe you haven't got his, but, but like, he's getting his butt front. I'm not too sure. I think I'd rather stick with Boyle right now. If Boyle goes to Aberdeen, 
fantasy wise fantastic because he just there you go your, your place opens up but mm. I don't know if McGuinness the form he's in could offer a cheaper alternative into the heavens midfield but still returning quite regularly uh, other one mean Gunnar have got is Banning me, is that how you pronounce his name, Tom? Hearts player, Do you know? Me, yeah. That was good, bang on then. He is 3.3, I believe, or 3.5, that's I think one spelling. Uh, high in tackles as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing the old eye test on Sunday, I think he looks an absolute proper player. He's quick to, the, quick to the ball, he's got a lot of energy, a lot of bite to him without being dirty, if that makes sense. He seems to be a clean tackle of the ball. He's all energy. He's definitely on my list. He looks like he stands out in that Hearts team for me in midfield. And if he's going to start returning tackle points on top of that, and if Hearts can kind of keep the form up, he could be a good option to that. I'll give you a third one. Gunnar, Gunnar has worked down Ralph Stadino, which I believe is Tony Ralston. Huh. Uh, I tend to agree with him because you probably me with eye test. I don't know how if you've seen how far up you've seen both Taylor and Ralston in the other population's box, and not just wide, as in centrally, but the way the, that's kind of played out, and Ralston and Taylor are there, or thereabouts, so I can see, as long as they're first choice, a lot of potential for, A, assists, because we're there in the field, and I know Ralston scored two already, but I wouldn't be surprised if Ralston or Taylor pops up every so often another goal, in the positions they kind of find themselves, what's your thoughts mm-hmm. on that? Um, I do see the attacking potential there, Based on Celtic sort of Lincoln's transfer wise, they are looking at fullback. So I think he could be perhaps be a short term option, but I think as we edge closer to the transfer window closing, I think his position is probably one of those ones that are going to be up for grabs. I think if you're on him at the start, you've kind of done well, but now maybe his time could be coming at an end, kind of thing. Yeah, take your points and run perhaps might be the better option. That's Celtic, but they need to get players on line first. That's not guaranteed to happen. No. Uh, and my third other player from the watch list is Ali McCann from St. John's. Now, you've got price at 4.2, but again, he's right high up on the tackle points. And if St. John's settle, I get a settled team, he's pretty much going to be nailed most games. And if he can get an attack return, get tackled, I think he'd be a good source of points for St. John's midfield. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on Ali McCann, Tom, anything to say? Um, the tackle points, yeah. I don't know if, he's, if players are going to kind of get these points week in, week out. Maybe looking at a sort of a nice run for St. Johnston and looking at that. But um, I'm not that I'm not that sold on him yet. Not yet. Okay. Okay. Just want to watch. Suspects a watch list. <laughs> right. So the topic this week was a question actually set in by. Let me read it. The Scottish Fantasy Football Community other podcast. So they have. Asked a question which actually was on my mind, and it's been a couple of chats this week. And you've kind of mentioned before, Tom, in previous pods. So, can I discuss it a bit, a bit more at length here? How long are you willing to wait for your big hitting assets to start hitting? Regards, and they're saying that because they are Kent owners, so clearly frustrated. So, I'm talking like in general, right? Heavy hitters. So, you can say Edward Morales, Nisbet, maybe to an extent, at a high price point. Mm-hmm. In midfield, I believe Kent. Christy Forrest, MD, that kind of a bracket, maybe? Would you, would, yep. you, would you class Ferguson as a high price bracket? Is he kind of medium? What do you think? He's probably at the lower end of the higher price right. bracket, I'd say. Then in defence, you've got obviously uh, Barisic and Tavernier, I believe the big two. Golson and keepers would be the three point nine goalkeepers plus. So, how long would you be able to wait on these heavy hitters? And what would your tactic if you had Kent, for example? 
Um, specifically, Kent, I'm not a big fan of the, the Rangers mids because I feel the the attacking returns are, are fairly spread out amongst the, the Rangers squad. Uh, he was also quite patchy last season. He'd go through sort of big spells, but then you'd have a lot of barren runs too. Um, if you were going to go for a Rangers midfielder, I'd maybe be looking at cheaper options like Aribo. Um, Arfield was a decent option last season as well, uh, but he was in and out of the squad. I think Gerrard's maybe got a bit more to think about this season. Scott Wright started to emerge. He's been a good option pre-season. Uh, Lundstrom as well, obviously Premier League standard midfielder. He was on the score sheet at the weekend. So, In terms of Kent, I'd probably be looking to, to move off pretty swiftly. I don't know how many people own Furuhashi. I don't know what his kind of ownership is, but I reckon it's probably going to spike before the deadline this weekend. It's difficult to see. <laughs> and I think that would probably be the most logical choice for me would be to free up the Kent funds and go straight in on Furuhashi. Um, and what, about the, the, what about the wider, the wider question? What about the in wider? terms of the sort of wider range, it's, it's still early days. And unless you really need the funds to, to upgrade another player or something like that, I'd be looking to hold for now. The transfer window is still open. Some of these players could shift and you could be left with a free transfer anyway, rather than burning one of your, your weekly transfers. Um, and some players are kind of unsettled. We've, we've seen it kind of at Christmas with, with Nisbet. Offers came in for him and he was shunned out of the, the team for a while. Um, obviously with the Deutsch, not Deutsch, Deutsch um, injury, he's probably pretty nailed now. I would be looking to hold on the likes of Nisbet, Tav Barisic, those kind of guys, the guys that are a bit more proven, the ones that are less so, obviously Forrest and those guys didn't have the best of seasons last season. Um, and you could argue maybe even their positions are up for grabs now with the new managers in at Celtic. So I think it really depends on the individual, but for Nisbet, the Rangers defenders, I'd probably be sticking with them. I think Rangers midfielders, the likes of Ferguson, those guys are probably the days numbered and I'd be looking to shift those guys on. Agree with you, I think, 95% this on a case-to-case basis. If I was on Kent, I think, as you said, points are too spread out. He's too streaky a player. I think he can go elsewhere at Rangers midfield. If you want to be, even play really safe, you could go for Davis, Rangers midfield, free up funds elsewhere. He's getting past points, same as McGregor is, but then you're not making them getting the attacking returns. Uh, if I'd, if it was on Edward or Morales, I don't think the name's guaranteed to play every week, so I'd be getting rid of them. Let me see, Turnbull, Christine Forrest, Rangers and Celtic midfield. I mean, who's guaranteed there? Christie could be getting sold next two weeks. Turnbull, maybe? But then does McCarthy start getting game time and then does Turnbull share game time with Roger because then McGregor's not going to drop? So to me, it's a wait and see. But again, like with, with Tavernier, I would just hold. The rest, I would case it was a case-to-case basis. And like you said, it's far too early in the season to kind of make knee-jerk reactions unless, like you said, your squad needs major surgery and you're trying to get funds elsewhere in the team. Mm-hmm. But I think I wouldn't want to come off with Tavernier because he's got the potential every three or four weeks to go nuts somewhere and then you're left in the dust. Yeah, it depends who you're bringing in as well. I mean, if you're... If you're 
if the player you're bringing in is a bit of a knee jerk as well, like perhaps me with Cummings, I kind of jumped on him pretty quickly. Um, you've got to assess the quality of player that you're bringing in as well. Um, don't just knee jerk for the guy that's had one good game week. It's about consistency as well. We know like the players like Nisbet and stuff like that can be explosive. Uh, they do have the ability to to come up with hat tricks and stuff every now and again. And if you don't own them, then it's seriously going to damage your rank as well. Right, okay. What was that topic well covered? Move on to questions then, Tom. So we'll start with Hing Me, which is at Hing Me82 on Twitter. So his question is McGinnis or Kyogo or Kyogo, I can say these words, or both. So thoughts. So I'm assuming this guy must have rolled his transfer if he's asked that question. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's Kyogo Furuhashi. The guy's insane. <laughs> Uh, he's playing out of position as well, it would seem. Obviously, not that that wasn't the case in the weekend, but I think that was just as an opportunity to to rest some of the midfielders. Um, he played out wide to Edward, but despite that, he was still on the, the score sheet. So, so even that was still quite high up, so it was still like a yeah. striker. Um, five goals and five, and it could have probably been double that, given the amount of chances he gets on the end of. And he's still sort of bedding into the, the squad. He's still learning his how his teammates play, he's still getting used to the league as well. Um, but for me, bringing him in this week is probably a no-brainer. In terms of McGuinness, he's probably still on the watch list for me. I think a lot of teams probably would have started with one of the Hibs defenders, Boyle and Nisbet. So you could maybe argue coming off a, a Hibs defender and maybe changing one of your your mids to McGuinness, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not I'm well, what, 100% what, sold on him just well, yet. Well, if you only had two Hibs players, would you recommend him for the third? If you only had two Hibs players? See, so you don't have Nisbet. See, so you've got Boyle on the defender. Would you go for the third Hibs midfielder? I think it's too early to say. I, I, for me, I quite like, at the start, diversifying, having a, a few different players from different teams going putting a, a few quite a few of your eggs in the, the Hibs basket is, is maybe slightly limiting. Um just to do these his next four fixtures, Tom, if he's playing it's Dundee away, Livingston home, Hearts away, St Mirren at home. They're not the hardest of fixtures quite a tasty wee run. Mm-hmm. I can't tell him, you know. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I'm I'm maybe just dwell on the McGinnis of last season where he was he wasn't really on our radars at all. But um, perhaps give him a chance. Okay. You didn't, that guy's left limbo there, I question. I think uh, the Kyogo transfer is an all-brainer. I think we'll cover this very shortly as well when we get to our transfers. All I will say is, dear listener, is wait to the game in Europe. Don't be jumping ahead because some could happen Wednesday night. Wait till Thursday. The dust is settled. Maybe there's no injuries. And then bring him in. And Gura made a point before about playing Rangers week after. I don't think it really matters anymore because I think Kyogo could one of could end up in fixture proof. We just play him in most games and he's got a good chance of returning. Don't worry about it. Like Tavernier, don't worry about it, just play him because there's a good chance he might return. Right, next question. Darren Snedden, right? It's a pretty similar question. If I want Kyogo, do I drop Ferguson rather than Calmac this week or do I roll over my transfer until next week and swap Kyogo from a graph? And Rooney for McCart. 
he's going surely the second option. I'm mostly to the first option, but what do you think, Tom? I'm going to read out again. Run me through those two options again. Right, so he said they want Kyogo. Do I drop Ferguson? So it's Ferguson rather than McGregor to bring in Kyogo. Or do I roll it to next week and swap Kyogo for McGrath? So let me see why he's doing that. Who's the man got this week? Hearts, are, hearts at home. I don't understand that. Right, two minutes. And Rooney for McCart. Maybe he needs the funds. Because mm. Rooney's got a decent price tag, so maybe he needs the funds to upgrade McGrath. I think that's maybe what he's getting at there. Dan, if you listen to this, can you respond to your question and explain it better, or kind of what you're thinking, so we can kind of flush it out more? Also, can't do this podcast, but it will give us a piece of thing we're talking about. But I would be more inclined to go this week for Ferguson. I know Aberdeen do have. Hearts away. Is that right? Game week three. Aberdeen. Hearts away, right? So it's not exactly an easy game. Tyne Castle. But Celtic do have St Mirren at home. And okay, St Mirren are a wee bit better, but Kyogo at home, full crowd again. I think I'd be, I think I'd be silly to miss out on that. You could go nuts again, but you're missing out on these points. I Just for that, that reason. Just that for that reason. Dropping Ferguson's probably going to be my pathway to Kyogo this week. I- I think I'm going to do the exact same, Tom. I know it's kind of funny because we're obviously playing each other in the cup, but I think that makes the most sense for me as well. Because looking at Aberdeen, I do like Ramsey, I do like McKenzie, and potentially we could be looking at Ramirez as well. So it clears one of your Aberdeen options out that way too. I'm not that sold on. Um, I'm not that sold on Ferguson. He kind of dropped off towards the end of last season. Um, he did go a bit quiet and he's not really done too much this season yet so yeah I'd probably go with the first option yep plus Ferguson going early because you're going to you could be could be in the goals this weekend plus Ferguson loves a yellow card and there's still a lot of rotational risk with Aberdeen why they're still in well they're out Europe aren't they they got another game is that them out there they're out completely no, I Aberdeen get through. So they've got other games. So there's still, there's still leak rotation risk with Aberdeen. Hibs got put out by Reykjavik. Yeah, creation team. So there's still rotation risk with Aberdeen right now. So I would be definitely going for Kyogo. Unless you can face elite players and then you, need, then you would need to also do some sort of jiggery poker to get them in. Right, last question is from Chris Offer. And that's at Chris with an X Offer on Twitter. And his question was, how do you gaslight everyone into dropping Tav altogether and pick up a Celtic defender? <laughs> how would you do that? <laughs> I don't know, that's an impossible task, surely. If I knew how to do it, I would be doing it, especially last season. I don't know. Uh, the only thing I can see happening with that is if Rangers don't keep as many clean sheets, people might start dropping off Tavernier for funds. That's all I can think. But right now, he's proven... He's on pens, as far as we know. Mm-hmm. His clean sheets will still be more than most. So set he's cap- well. set pieces. He's on corners. He's captain. He's going to play most league games until he's not. That makes sense. He's this last mm-hmm. time until Patterson starts coming into squad more. But until you've got to stick, stay on him. I think it'd be silly to get rid of him. Can this people get a Celtic defender over Tav? I think that's quite hard. Good luck yeah. with that, Chris. <laughs> I mean, Big Andrews came out and said. 
just my style of play, we will score goals, but we'll also concede goals. So he's already resigned to the fact that goals are going to be conceded. I can't see Selig being the same sort of clean sheets as that Rangers were last season. I was going to say Rangers are another wall, Tom, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, the more clean sheets Rangers racked up last season, I can't, I can't see... I can't see that being the case for Selig this season. No, no chance. Um, so if you're going to go on a Selig defender, they better have some sort of attack, attacking potential. And we need to see who they bring in. There's talk of this boy from Man City. There's the creation from League mm-hmm. of Warsaw. Um, again, it's not it's not a done deal until he, he's sitting there in his shirt. Um, so even that, even that sometimes feels when David Turnbull will... <laughs> I mean, <Turnbull>, that... <laughs> So we need to we need to we need to wait and see on that one. I think. Case in point as well, with Celtic defence is. I mean, I watched the Hearts game on Sunday. And I have some of the best off Celtic play for a long time. Possession was seventy five percent, but yet they still conceded two goals. That's all you need, you know. I mean, that's kind of just the way. You could lose a goal at any point, so I'm still wary to bring a Celtic defender in. I know Ralston performed really good with returns, but I still over the piece. I'm not really interested in bringing one of these players in right now. No. Right, Tom, that is our questions finished. So I want to talk quickly the fixtures and then we'll go into our captain's transfers and vice-captain, sorry. So on Saturday, Celtic will split host at Mern, Livingston host Motherwell. And then on Sunday, there's four games. So it's Dundee, Hibernian, Hearts, Aberdeen, Ross County Rangers, St. Johnson, Dundee United. So we'll do the transfer first because I think we've pretty much both covered it. We're both bringing in Kyogo. Yep. I can confirm Gunnar's doing it also, so that's three. I bet there's another three, four, five thousand people bringing him in as well in the game, so I think that's a no-brainer. Now this does open up a bit of interest of your captain, vice captain's pick. So who will be your captain, or vice captain? If you want to, want to reveal that, Tom, we'll play each other the cup. You can tell me who you might be picking. You want to kind of? Um, I might be picking Tav <laughs> as captain, and I also might be picking Furuhashi as my vice captain. Right, I also might be doing that, picking that same. So. <laughs> it could be a tight one. It's going to come down to the nitty gritty then. It's going to do it of differentials in their team. <laughs> I think when uh, I think we mentioned it last week as well, if Kyogre's at home, I think it was silly not to vice captain for his goal potential. And I think Tavernier still just captain Tavernier until that streak comes to a, a halt. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. They've got Ross County away. I know it's away from home, but Ross County looked really poor so far. Rangers will pull back rebound after the Dungeon United game mm-hmm. and Europe. And I'm, I'm going to assume they're, play, they're going to win on Thursday because Elise Carter isn't a very strong team. I believe we played them a couple of years ago and they didn't look any great shakes, great shakes even. As long as he's playing, I think that's a way to go forward. Agree? I agree. Right, we'll move quickly on to FPL, Tom, before we finish up because there's not much more to talk about, really. Unless you get any else to add, Scottish-wise? Uh, no, happy with that. Right, so the top three in the league this week is number three, our good friend Sutty, Sutty Football, 105 points. Actually, joint setting, I'll, actually, I'll change this, there's quite a few joint settings actually. Okay, there's four joint settings, so Diego and the Bunny Man, Craig Smith, 105 points. Alors All-Stars, Daniel Archer, 105 points. Sutty, 105 points. Yours truly, half our fantasy football podcast, Peter, 105 points. And top is Callum Jaworic, I think, Careless Whistlers, 107 points. So, Tom, you want to take us through your points for the week? A good school week, like, overall, for most people. Yeah. Um, seconds. So, I ended up with 99 points, just one point off that triple figure. 
Uh, in goals, I had Martinez for two points. In defence, I had Trent for six, Shaw for one, Armati for six, Loughton one. In midfield, I had Captain Salah for 34, Ben Rama for 12, Bruno Fernandes 20, and Mares two. Up front, I had Antonio 13 points and Ivan Tony two points. Didn't miss out on anything on the bench. Okay, I had Backman for one point. Tismakis, how you pronounce that? Six points. Trent, six points. Shaw, one at the back. In midfield, it was Fernandez 20, Salah, 34, captain. Barnes, three points. Benrama, 12 points. And up front, I had Ings, seven points. Antonio, 13 points. And Tony, two points. And like yourself, I missed nothing on the bench. So, Looking at that, how that went, Tom, pretty good pretty good game week overall. What is your transfer plans for next week, if any, or are you going to roll? Um, so probably going to, I think I'm probably going to hold unless any sort of injuries appear. Um, the one player I'm looking at is Dennis at Watford. He, he was probably the standout player. Um, for them on the weekend, and they do have a very nice run of fixtures. Um, they're away to Brighton next week. Yes, flagged. Do you know that? Is he? I took a knock. Yeah, oh, sure he'll be alright. He'll <laughs> <laughs> man up and go, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they got Spurs next. Um, who else have they got? Wolves at home, Norwich away, Newcastle at home. So, if we can, uh, if he can get over his knock and he's all right, then he's he's on my watch list just now. But I think we said we said it with uh, fantasy football Scotland. One game week is a very very small sample size, and I don't want to knee jack just yet. I had a good score last week. I'll maybe just um, get another game week under my belt and then assess it from there. And captain, captain. Uh, I'm going to say is it Salah's at home at Burnley or Fernandez away at Southampton? If that's the two easiest options. Probably going to go Salah at home at Burnley, I'd say. I agree. I'm the same. Transfer-wise, I know you said your man, that Dennis, if he can nail that position in that up front for Waterford at 5 million, I think he will become very quickly a part of a template. Mm-hmm. And it gives you much money options elsewhere. Uh, my thinking this week is I haven't got any Man City coverage. Hope in Norwich. I can reach to, I believe, I'll tell you I can reach to, I can reach the end because I've got, I've got Salah, obviously, and uh, Bruno, but I'm not wanting to get rid of him. So no. money-wise would be Gundogan, who's been flagged this t- today as well, so he's not getting, he's nowhere. Can't get to Mares, one million short of him. I can get to Torres at seven million, Grealish at eight million. I think that's the two. Because if I want to not hold, my plan is week three to get Sonnen. Right. Right. So this still wouldn't, it wouldn't really affect my plan because I can still just move to Grealish and then not would affect my plan. Pete, you're talking nonsense because I need to downgrade a striker. Mm. Ah, see, I may have to just hold, give Band one more week and just talk Man City, don't go nuts. Yeah, they didn't look too great last week. I know, but I don't think they'll play that bad again. That's why I'm, I'm worried that they might come out all guns blazing. I'm, I'm thinking similar to you I can downgrade a striker and then I can bring in 
You want me to say this? So, son's 10 million, right? I've got 1 million in the bank. Barn's 7 million. So I could go to Grealish, for example, this week, 8 million. But then I'm short mm-hmm. for son. Or I hold for next week. And I like to see how Ings is playing through uh, Aston Villa because I thought they looked honking last week. And I can downgrade Ings if I hold. And then I can upgrade Barnes to Sun game week three. Long as injury, Sam. Because I like to look at Sun. And if either of Kane goes, Sun's going to play up front. So I'm, I like to look at that. And yeah, obviously, mention your man, Dennis, up front. Also, I like to like look of, is it Adam Armstrong for Southampton? The same for Blackburn. And he was all I watched straight away. But I don't think he would, I think he would start straight away, but he came into the team straight away and he scored in a kind of bad performance. And if if something can get, can get their cell bit going better, he's going to be nailed up front for six million. I think that's a good option as well. And yeah, a, a front line. Mm-hmm. Let's make it sun. Because those bonus so heavy hitters at the back in midfield, sorry. And if you can catch like an Antonio who's looking pretty good, or you can catch a Wilson or Watkins or somebody at the right time, then that's all you really need. Yeah. I, I quite like Sun, considering Kane seems to be out of the picture for the time being anyway. Um, and they do have some some nice fixtures. If you were to manage to get them in this week, they've got Wolves away, Watford at home, then Palace away. I, I thought Palace were under the same sort of uh, banner as uh, Villa, also honking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I'll wait. I think as it is now, I think I'll wait for game week. I think he'll hold so I can do what I want to do in game week three. Banner injuries still comes up. I mean, you picked this team, be honest, let's be honest, but you if you picked your team and you're planning transfers after one week, did you really pick the right team? You should be able to pick a team that was going to last you two fixtures anyway. So I think, yeah. that's what I'm, I think that's what I'm going to do. Hold for two. I know Barnes is playing West Ham, but it could it could, it could could go nuts. It could get a return, so we'll take it for there. Then game week three gets me, lets me play with two transfers. Another week, more data. Strikers up front, who's cheap? Who's playing cheap? Who's got a chance to come in? If, but then again, if things play really well again next next week, then did I come off him? <laughs> I mean, did I stay there because he's played well? A lot, yeah. lot, lot of things to think about, I suppose. A lot of options. I mean, you can just mull over another week, another week's data. I test. Yep. Right, Tom, that is us finished then this week because also there's not much we want to talk about. So, do you want to give us your plugs before we head off into the sunset? Yeah, um, I'm at FFS underscore Scout on Twitter. I did say I was going to do an article this week, but uh, work and stuff's got on top of me, so I'll try and do one through the week in preparation for the weekend. I'll see how I get on with that. So keep your eyes peeled on the Twitter. Hit you up. Hit me up on Twitter. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> You're forgetting your lines. You can also follow uh, Gunnar at Gunnar underscore FPL, myself at Fantasy Half. Again, I'll repeat, if you like the podcast, you can give it a review wherever you get it from. It helps out a lot. And we will be back next week, hopefully a full team, to discuss game week three and discuss how close or how not close we are in this cup tie, Tom. Interesting thing would be game week four. I think this cup tie would be the fact that uh, it's an old fun game, game week four, and how people are going to try to play that. Do you mean? Like the many players I've got and how it's going to... Now, I'm not going to look into the game week to try to be... I just play game week by game week, so I'm not going to, like, any try to fly moves to win a cup game. Just try to take a game week to take it for there. We'll see. So, again, so yeah, that's there. There you go. Nope. Nope, done. Right, thanks for listening. We'll catch you up the road. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 